This is a hat trick podcast. Oh, Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to the London Pub Reviews podcast. Did you wash your hands? If you've returned too quickly or we didn't hear the hand dryer, you probably didn't. Don't be filthy. Next up is Far School of Dancing 17 to 19, Dalston Lane, E8 3DF, nearest tube, Dalston Junction. There's a popular bus stop outside Far School of Dancing, by which I mean that a lot of people wait there rather than a lot of people like it. This bus stop provided me with a good vantage point to look inside the large, street-facing windows of Farr's School of Dancing, allowing me to determine that it was, in fact, a fine London pub. Mmm. Oh. Although not filled with leotards, it wasn't filled with Toby jugs either. There were no gaming machines, football shirts or stuffed gazelle heads. Nor was the decor slick and fancy. Instead, old structural features, such as beams made from iron and wood, were given prominence as was a rusted antique motorbike, which was hanging by chains from the ceiling. These things and more could be seen from the popular bus stop outside Farr's School of Dancing, when you viewed Farr's from afar. Inside, the signs of weathering and rust were more apparent. The walls were peeling, the radiators were shedding their coats, and the paint of varnish on every other surface was curling and flaking like heck. The suspended motorbike, as mentioned, had lost every inch of paint, and I began wondering what had caused Fars to end up like the underside of a bridge. It was as though, rather than being a pub interior in Dalston, it was a Venetian bar exterior, exposed to the canals and all the elements. Still, the electricity was working, and the lights, dull as they were, provided a diffused and moody glow. Most dance studios come with a balancing bar along their walls, although the bar in this case served fine ale. Once I'd lubricated myself with a nice drink and then another, I felt a lot less rusty than the surroundings and ready to put my reviewing pen to paper. Right you are. The wooden floorboards were quite unusual as pub floorboards go, being particularly wide and long. They were like whole trees, yet to be cut and trimmed to size. And as I was returning to my table with yet more drinks, the boards seemed to roll like trees as well. At first I thought it was just the one weak plank, but then I realised with shock that all the boards were moving. In fact, they were bobbing about like logs on a river. They were wet too. Not just from the ale I was now spilling on their jostling bumpy surface, but from the volumes of water being sloshed up between each plank. The unbothered bartender was casually polishing a glass, 
while I attempted to stay firm upon the jouncing and turning floorboards, desperately holding my three pints aloft, their measures depleting swiftly. Even more concerning was the fact that my unstable log base had also begun travelling as well. The entire river of floor appeared to be heading towards a sign below the motorbike which read, Basement Bar. In the distance, above the tumultuous churn of the rapids, I could hear a screeching, tearing sound. After beginning a simple journey from the bar to my table, it now seemed I was being floated down a river, over a waterfall, and into the sawmill. In desperation, I attempted to hop from one floorboard log to another, but they were altogether slippery and prone to spinning. My balance was thwarted by my need to hold my pints, and with my legs thrashing about, I must have resembled a lead performer in river dance. Literally! As the waterfall stairs drew nearer, I decided to drop astride a log boat, and with pints clutched beneath an arm, I paddled furiously towards my table in the calmer outlying waters. Eventually, although soaked, I survived the treacherous crossing in one piece. Yes! I was looking yearnfully back towards the serving area, far across the torrent of pub, when I heard a scratching-type noise coming from the window. I turned to see a small crowd gathered outside the bus stop, all peering through the window at me. When they caught my eye, some of them shuffled away sheepishly, while the bolder ones continued pointing, tusking and shaking their heads. London Pub Reviews was written and created by Paul Ewan and performed by Tim Key. The producer was Nick Koo. It was recorded by Alex O'Donovan at Strong Room Studios. Sound design was by Andy Goddard. The executive producer was Claire Broughton. And it was a hat-trick production. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I chose Stick of the Dump by Clive King. I've chosen Little Women by Louisa May Alcott. I have chosen the book When Hitler Stole Pink Rabbit. I have chosen My Friend Flicker. Danny Champion of the World. The Seven Crystal Balls. The Iron Man. Claudine at St. Clair. The Guinness Book of Records. I chose Ballet Shoes. And then I came across in the school library a copy of Treasure Island. I was terrified. I'm Janet Ellis, and each week I invite a guest to come and chat with me about their favourite childhood book. They often bring along their own battered copy. It's not at all as I remember it. <laughs> this is a celebration of reading. I ended up reading it to my mum at home every night. Because who doesn't still secretly check under the bed for monsters? I knew that it was true. Harbour secret desires to run off to the circus. Riding like the wind into the purple hills. It really captured my imagination. Twice Upon a Time. Follow us on Instagram at Twice Upon Pod for updates and guest news. A 
I want to read this book again and again and again and again and again. Twice Upon a Time is a hat-trick podcast.